0: Guys, if you're a fan of the Sly Guy Podcast and you want to get a little bit more from this product, (laughs) you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy Podcast where you get a bonus weekly podcast, you get the extra Sly Guy Podcast, you get Dog Walks with Davey, you get the Serial Killing Podcast, you get the Champions League of Weird, you get my last stand-up special Pillow Talk and lots more. You get early access to tickets, you get occasional wee silly things as well nudes you know it sort of doubles up it's like an only fans as well but if you want to support the podcast um and we're nearly moving we're nearly going to new space so we're going to up the production we're going to up the rest it's going to be a lot of fun and it's all for patreon so head on there www.patreon.com forward slash sly guy podcast guys i'm back in the ulster hall on the 10th of september with my brand new show bits and pieces now i want to come out not as you would imagine, but um, just on this forum, and say that this will be my last big show for a while. So I'm not planning to do another Ulster Hall next year. I'm not planning to do anywhere bigger next year. I'm not planning on anything, really. This is gonna be it. So once this is out of the way, you mightn't get to catch me doing that for quite a while. So. Um, it's probably a bit drastic sounding I'm not ill or anything but I just I'm going to take a break from it because you know plugging the shows promoting all the time gets a bit boring you know so I'm going to take a break and try some other stuff and then come back maybe a year two years of doing another big show so if you want to come and see me in a big venue come to Ulster Hall this year the 10th of September it's a Saturday it's going to be my best show to date i can't wait for it hopefully you guys will enjoy it and hopefully you will come so get tickets via the link in the bio i'll see you there guys this week has been a trying week um have two gigs this if you're listening to this on thursday you'll you'll get both if you're listening on friday you only get one if you're listening after that you'll get none but on thursday night the 28th of july we were to be doing a gig in the Boneyard in Belfast and Tim McGarry was the headline. I was going to be there, Rory Woods is going to be there. Unfortunately, Tim is not able to do the gig. Um, some Something's come up, he's unable to do the gig. That will also affect the gig that he's supposed to do with me on Friday, the 29th of July at the Strand Arts Centre. Now, as much as that's a shame and we will miss Tim, we've got good replacements. So instead of Tim on the Thursday... Colin Geddes is gonna headline at the Boneyard. The is always a fun time, you'll enjoy it. Get yourself there, come see the show, it'll be a laugh. And then on Friday at the Strand Arts Centre, Shane Todd's gonna to be filling in for Tim McGarry. So it's again, it's gonna be an equally as enjoyable night on both nights, just unfortunately without Tim. But he, we'll be, he'll be back, I was gonna say, say a prayer for him, light a candle, just wish him well and he'll be back and he'll be able to do those shows in the future. But that's just where it's at. You can get links to those too by the link in the bio. The Slag Eye Podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. We all know Modest by now. They're an independent brewery. It started here in Hollywood. Now they've expanded. They're going bigger, beyonder and further and beyonder. If you want to know more about them, give them a follow on social media at Beer. That's on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Or if you want to get some merch or just check out what Modest are all about, get a mission statement, you know, find out the different types of beer they've got, go to their classic website, which is www.modestbeer.co.uk. I don't know why it's classic. I mean classic and in, it's their, the, the classic way to go check these things is via a website. Now it's all social media, but their website's also classic. So if you want to get some beer and some merch, www.mossbeer.co.uk forward slash Davy sent you that's not that'll just go to nowhere but you know what I mean enjoy the podcast I'm the Sly Guy guys welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with me your more tanned than usual host Dave Elliott yes I'm back from the holidays I'm feeling good I'm glad to be back in the studio doing the podcast and you know, I'm I'm feeling well. I'm I, I, I'm I would say I'm well rested. I'm not I'm not well rested at all. If anything, I'm I'm more tired. I'm more tired and more need of an actual rest than it was when I went on holidays. Put it like that. Figure that out. Um, if you don't have kids, don't. If you do have kids and you've been on holidays with said kids, you should know what I'm talking about. I went away to. I mean, just, I don't know, Buckinghamshire, I guess it's called, is the area. We were staying in a place called Maidenhead, very nice, down by the Thames, beautiful times. Lots to do, lots to see. But, I mean, if you go on holidays with kids, especially kids under the age of five, and one of them's probably bad enough, two of them, a struggle, in the middle of a heatwave, you know, it's not exactly going to be a walk in the park. So I am tired. There was lots of activities to do on the trip. It was a, it was a jam packed trip, full of activities to keep the kids happy. Now, as I said before, I hate the phrase "holiday" when you're talking about going with young kids. You essentially what you're doing is just you're you're living your life with your kids, in another place that is too hot, and you spent too much money on, which has not been appreciated by the kids, and. You just get stressed and sweaty. You just you're just stressed and sweaty in another place with your kids being un- unappreciative and then when you get home, you're more exhausted than you've ever been in your life and you just want to go another holiday. And when you say another holiday, you wanna go without the kids. You wanna leave your kids with the grandparents and you and your wife or whoever you know, on occasion I, w- I, you know, if someone said to me, Listen, we'll offer you a holiday, Dave, if Thomas Cook got in touch, if Mr. Cook rang me and was like, Listen, Dave, Davey it's Thomas here. And I'm like Thomas. Thomas, cook mate. And he's like, Oh, Thomas, cook the the holiday agent. Is that a phrase? I don't know. Um, and then he said, A state agent. No, that's not true. No, mate. It's Thomas. Th- Thomas, cook the holiday agent. And I'm like, All right, okay. Tell you what it is mate, I've got a wee deal for you. It's very secret. And I say, Okay. Well, what's the deal? you can go on holiday lanzarote for a week okay that sounds good can't bring your missus i'd be tempted you know i would be very tempted to just go yeah okay i'll go i'll go because she can be a melter as well as much as i love her yes sometimes it's nice to just get peace you know and i think after that holiday we'll look back on it like like again parents You'll be with me on this one. You will look back on the photos and you will go, oh, we had a nice time. We had a really nice time, but also exhausted. Now, we drove there as well. So it was basically the south of England. We drove, we got a boat, the Stanline, from Belfast to Birkenhead, which is like just outside of Liverpool on the other side of, of Liverpool. I don't know, it doesn't matter. It's a general facility. Facility, you can see that my mind's gone. It's a general vicinity it's also a facility too because the people of Birkenhead look like they should be kept in a facility it wasn't a nice place Birkenhead okay so we went there the boat took 45 hours to get there it took the stand line as long to get from Belfast to Birkenhead as it did to take the Titanic to get from Belfast to iceberg you know it took that same length length of time but we slept there we got on the boat put the kids in their PJs put them to bed to be fair, had a good night's sleep, got up six in the morning and just went on their holidays and it was a good time. And on the way down, again, when you have young kids, you can't just go you can't just go straight on a journey of about five hours with kids. You need to break it up. And again, I'm the dad of the family, so I just carry stuff. I just carry my role in the family is to carry bags and if any burglars break into the house I get murdered first. That's the role of a dad. You lift things and you, you're a human shield. And that's that's literally the role of a dad. If you're a mum, you now this could offend some mothers. Some mothers might be like, mm, excuse me. But if you're a mother, you like the plan. Now, some people would say mums like the plan. Other people would say like to, to have total and utter control over every single facet of everything. I mean, it's each to their own. No, at the start of the holiday, my wife was like, "This is what I would like to do," and had a full itinerary. Now, for a long time, I was of the impression she liked to be a control freak, bossy boots, whatever you want to call it. She liked to make her own plans. Now, how I got to this this conclusion, um, it was it it was very you know I got to, uh, there was different ways that got me to to where. Um, I, I, I got this conclusion. One of the things is that, you know, I would suggest things. But like, what about we do this? And she would go, nah, nah and shit. Or, any, you know, and I would just be, nah, not for me. Mm-hmm. So she's like, listen, I'll do that. She got out of Filofax, gets out of a, a planner, gets out a map, gets an old school route map. I'm like, hey, just use Google Maps. She plans everything. She's like, and you could stop here in this route. That's grand. So the way down, we stopped at a farm called Am- in Amerton, somewhere near Birmingham, I want to say. Stopped there. The day was hot as all fuck. Now I've been to hot places in the world. I'm trying to think of the hottest places I've been to. South Africa was very hot. Lanzarote's hot. LA's hot. Florida, very hot. Um, where else have I been? It's been very hot. Africa. France, very hot. Spain, hot. Tenerife. Hot. But I was, I was somewhere really hot that was not South Africa. can't remember. That's near here and there. It's shy content, right? I've been hot places. But this farm outside Birmingham might have been the hottest place I've ever been in my whole damn life. It truly was hot as all shit. And we were there with the kids factor 50 up. I was factor 50 up. Bald head was factor 50 up. My wife was factor 50 up. I was just too hot to be doing anything. So all we really did, we went there. Looked at a few animals, um, played with some farm-based toys, ate some ice creams, got in the car, headed on their next journey. Now, this is where, again, as a dad, I stepped out of my comfort zone here. I made a suggestion, and normally you get put down with a suggestion. But I, we drove past a sign, and I just liked the cadence of the said sign. I liked the phrasing and the wording, historic Warwick. I liked the way it rhymed. I liked the way, hey... This is pretty cool. Saw that and said, let's go to Warwick. Let's see what Warwick's all about. Now I know there's a castle in Warwick. Went to Warwick Castle and my wife was like, oh my God, are you serious? You're suggesting something? And I was like, well, I do suggest things. I regularly suggest things, but normally what happens, I suggest things and you just go, no. So this occasion, she likes... Ca- if there's two things my wife likes, one is organising things and the other is castles. So... Although it deviated slightly from her very structured plan, we went to see a castle that worked. Now, this castle, Warwick Castle, for anyone that doesn't know, it's in Warwick. For anyone that doesn't know where Warwick is, I don't know where Warwick is too. I imagine it's similar, just somewhere near-ish to London because it's near where Shakespeare was born, which was Stratford-upon-Avon. And Shakespeare was born at a time where there was no cars or buses or trains, so we couldn't have just, like got a train from Stratford-upon-Avon to London because he worked in London, you know what I mean? So he would probably have to have gone on a horse or had a mate carry him or just walked himself. So I'm gonna say it's not too far from London. Now, what I could do with a computer in front of me right here is check which maybe, for the sake of the podcast, I will have a look. I will see Warwick, um, I mean, obviously I've looked up Warwick Castle, Warwick, um, distance from London. Let's see if I'm right or wrong, i made to of myself. Oh shit, London, Warwick's just outside Birmingham. So, Big shout out to um, my main man, Shakespeare, for walking that, that distance, which is a two-hour journey, in a car. So let's see how far Stratford-upon-Avon is from London because uh, Stratford-upon-Avon to London. Oh yeah, a boy Shakespeare, two and a half hours in the car. So, Lord, knows how long it took him to walk, but fair play to him for heading to London and opening the Globe Theatre and all. Maybe a horse took him on a carriage, I don't know. Fuck Shakespeare, he's dead anyway, he's not going to listen to this. But anyway, we dropped into Warwick Castle, which was just a huge, big castle, and the kids didn't hate it. There's a character called Zog, who's written, I want to say, Jul- by Julia Donaldson. That could be entirely wrong, and I could have made an absolute fool of myself, but I'm going to back myself, because I think she wrote The Gruffalo, and... Um, and this guy, Zog, is a flying dragon, and he's got doctors and stuff. Yes, and it's Julia Donaldson. Did I say Victoria Donaldson? I don't know. I meant Julia. But she came up with a Gruffalo, and she came up with Zog and all that stuff. And basically, Warwick Castle has a Zog in it. Zog's a dragon. The kids loved it. Victory. Had a pub. So I got a, some, some cider on board. That helped me. Also, by doing that, meant I didn't have to drive the rest of the journey. So victory to me, um. not that I drove anyway because my wife likes to have full control and I like to sleep so um, that worked so we were there for a bit, kids saw Zog had a cold beer sweated profusely which I mean I don't really mind because I sweat in cold so it's nice to be super hot so everyone's sweating so I don't feel like such a grotesque out of um shape based and it was nice to see that so we went there Eventually made it down to where we were gonna gonna get to and we were uh, staying in Catherine's aunt's house Which was absolutely beautiful, you know, really really nice house really nice part of the world. The only criticism I have of the whole thing The hate now. I know it's not Catherine's aunt's fault. She could have hired the, She could have bought a couple of mandoliers. now for anyone that has listened to the past the boy Town podcast will know what a mandalier is a mandalier is a chandelier made up of just two circles held together by nude nude, muscular men. It's a chandelier of men, right? And she should have bought two mandoliers, which would have, say, eight men on each, eight, eight muscular men. They would have come off, they had have fans, 16 fans just fanning us. That would have been ideal, wasn't to be, but it was a really nice time. So we were there for the week. It was good. I had to come home during um, the week for a, a work-based activity, and... I could have just said doing a gig. It wasn't a gig. It was doing something else. But, you know, that was fun fun and games. Uh, Before, Before I went home, Catherine got sick for the day and I'd look after the two kids by myself. And I truly mean this when I say I love my kids. With all my heart. I love both the kids with all my heart. But if anything should ever happen to Catherine whereby like she dies now if we divorced that's fine she can have them for a few days a week that's probably best case scenario because it's split up you know what I mean, and that you don't have the kids all ta- all day every day but you know would i sacrifice my my love for her to get a rest from the kids yes probably but um she was not well and i'd look after the two kids and by god in that heat it was in a nightmare that day i was like i don't know what to do because again she's the main planner and when the main planner's down the, the the wing guy again as i said before a dad just carries things that's the sole purpose of a dad to get to carry things and get murdered by burglars and with no planning on the agenda i had to use google to look for things to do like i had to get it out and look for things to do. And I just looked for a local National Trust. Now, if you're a long time listener to the podcast, you'll know I'm a National Trust guy. If you're a real long time listener to the podcast, you'll know there's been some bait for the National Trust. You will know that they have disrespected me and they have told me to stop putting stuff out on my Instagram, tagging myself as an influencer and hashtag National Trust Influencer because they have said there is no official affiliation between myself and the National Trust now. I'm actually tempted to go in and actually read exactly how they worded that because it is um disrespectful. Let me just see National Trust. Um no, I might have been sassy and unfold them. National Trust NI. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. National this is back in January 2020. There's gonna be some history lessons here. But again, this is National Trust NI, so it's different to here, you know, or to England, so might be okay. Um, hi, Dave. Thanks for tagging us in your content at the weekend. We hope you enjoyed your visit to the Archerish. You mentioned in your content that you're a brand ambassador for the National Trust NI and had tickets to give away. But we don't have any such official partnership set up. Have you ever liaised directly with any of our team on this? I said, hey, National Trust. I noticed you didn't have a yet after your line. We don't have any such official partnership set up, but I'll let that go. The whole brand ambassador thing is tongue-in-cheek and I'm sure my followers will recognise this. The person who won free tickets was a fellow comedian and I knew this wasn't real. That being said, National Trust has a lot of respect in my heart. I love you guys and hope you love me back. We enjoy spending time there with yourselves. Right? Think's nice. And they said, Hey Dave, it's fantastic to hear you're a big fan of ours. We totally understand the tongue-in-cheek approach, but we'd prefer it if you didn't call yourself a brand ambassador. Just in case people think it's an officially endorsed partnership. Delighted for you to continue creating great content and tagging us. Enjoy exploring. And I said, You've cut me in my core there, National Trust. I know and I'm not wanted. <laughs> Crawford's Burn Country Park it is this weekend. So that was how it was left. Now, I still have respect for the National Trust. I haven't tagged any National Trust in England to try to become a brand ambassador with them. I don't know if those guys want um, to see. So, you know, I feel like maybe that's my next move. Maybe go to England, maybe relocate to England, become a National Trust brand ambassador and see where it goes. Now, again, they'll probably be like, actually, we don't want you to be an ambassador for the National Trust because, you know, you're a you certain look about you and you're like, what's that mean? You're kind of, you know, you're you're sort of like, a, you know, an overweight guy because, hey, it may or may not have been the case that I think I get work with a particular company because I was fat recently. That's true. We'll not talk about that because they'd be cross me and it's another company I would like to be a brand ambassador for, but i will not talk about it. You can figure it out. if you think right whatever that means you can tell I'm tired can't you so anyway nice holiday nice time apart from the last day we're getting ready to or the day before the last day we were getting ready to go home we didn't want to like, this is the thing we've done a lot of driving we went to Peppa Pig World which was a good time I went on some roller coasters which terrified me because I'm too big for roller coasters we went the first thing we went on was like this flume thing like a a water-based fucking roller coaster. Wow, my brain is so dead. Get this, I guess, guys. I'm sorry, but we were going down this thing. We brought Holly on that first. The four, my four-year-old, she was traumatized. Wouldn't go on any other rides. The rest of the time, once we got the Peppa Pig world, refused to go on anything. Had to grab her, had to pull her onto these rides like it was some kind of fucking kidnap her, and she didn't like it, cried a lot, that was fun, got to meet Peppa Pig, got in the queue, the guy was like, sorry mate, no more room to meet Peppa Pig, cried again, heartbroken, and that was the day before the last day of the holiday, and then the next day, we were supposed to go and see my sister, who lived in St Albans, but we just couldn't do it, kids were just too tired, you know, the night before, they were up to like 11 o'clock, which is mental for a four year old, one year old, but we'd gone to visit my aunt, instead of Catherine's aunt, who we had swapped houses with, we'd gone to see my aunt, who, Lived not too far away. Had a great time, you know. We nice barbecue, few drinks. Kids had a lot of fun. They were playing and stuff, and it was just a nice time. And then on the way home, the only reason I went on holiday, we got to stop at Chester Zoo. Now, people may or may not remember this ongoing saga over the last number of years. If you're a new listener to the podcast, sorry. That this is the week you decided to be a new li- a new listener to the podcast because this week's episode has been fucking shit. But oh, hold on a second. Um, this is a long running story with Chester Zoo. Let me just Google Chester Zoo on though. No. I have just done the most me thing ever. I've just replied to an email saying Chester Zoo. So right, Chester Zoo, right basically long story short many years ago this this is when I got an email back from Chester Zoo it was on the 31st no no this is before that it's, thank you there you go this is on the 25th of November 2017 so at this point I had no kids <laughs> was married just me was going out with Catherine like but whatever, just me. I was actually about to have a kid because Holly was born early December that year. But I sent a message to Chester Zoo on their official website, having watched the show called The Secret Life of the Zoo, right? Basically, in it, there was these two red pandas. One of them was called Nima. The other one was called June Nema and June. Nema woman, June dude, right? So, long story short, the the breeders were in the the zookeepers were in with these two red pandas, and they were just you know feeding them and stuff and petting them or brushing them or stroking them. I know the fuck you do to keep red pandas, but Nema was eating all June's food and June was like, nah, you do that." Now maybe just Nema likes to be an organized, control freak woman, kind of like my wife, and then June was just kind of you know, forced to just not eat. Now obviously I do eat, like whatever, but yeah, it was a bit of a worry. And they're like, nah, something wrong with June. They took him weight to him, he was losing weight over a couple of days. He was losing weight, not eating, or stressing. They brought him in to see a doctor and they're like, Oh no, June's terminally ill, June's gonna die, I have to put him down and I don't know whether it was the fact that I was just about to become a dad or something myself or what it was, but for some reason I got really upset to the point that I thought to myself, I need to get in touch with Chester Zoo, to check on the well-being of Nima, who's just lost her partner. So I messaged them along the lines of, hey guys, hope Nima's doing all right. So sad to hear what happened to June. Only love, RIP, Dave. You know, sorry for the loss of June, whatever. Got a reply from Chester Zoo on the 25th. Of November 2017 saying Dave thank you for taking time to contact Chester Zoo it's always great to hear what you have to say now that's insincere because it's not always great to hear what I have to say it's great to hear that you're a fan of the secret life of the zoo and you're enjoying watching it now that's not that's not a tone that you should be adopting with a 30 year old guy at the time you know that's just the tone you would adopt with maybe a 12 year old with a brain injury. You know that's definitely that sort of tone. It's great to hear you're a fan of Secret Life of the Zoo and you're enjoying watching it. Our animal keepers work closely with all the animals and the loss of doing it hit the team hard. I've spoken with our animal team and we can confirm that Nima is fine. And she is eating well and enjoying the normal daily routine. Now. I did specifically ask if Nima was eating well following the death of Jung because I thought that might have, that's what impacted him. He wasn't eating well, so I'm just making sure. Listen, is Nima eating well? Thank God, she's eating well. There are no plans at the minute to add another red panda to the collection because I kind of said, listen, I wouldn't be too comfortable with you replacing Jung yet. Let Nima grieve. Let her grieve. It is what it is. Thank you for your interest and vital support of Chester Zoo. I hope you enjoy watching the rest of the series. Best wishes Kerry, Guest Services Team. Now, that's fine. Says at the top of my email here, you replied to this on the 31st of August, 2019. So almost two years later, I replied to Chester Zoo. Um, and what did I say, I'm here you asking? Well, I'll tell you. Hi guys. I messaged yourselves a couple of years ago having been really upset during an episode of Secret Life of the Zoo. In the episode Jung, a red panda had to be put to sleep which was really heartbreaking. In the episode Jung's death was looked to have taken a real toll on his partner name well, being, which prompted my message as I was so concerned for her and hoped for the reassurance that she was okay. You were very kind in letting me know she was doing as best as she could in the circumstances and was eating well etc. Now, two years later I have just seen an article. Nema has had twins with her new beau Koda this truly is a great news story and I am delighted that Nema has been able to flourish and have had twins with Koda I'm sure Jung is up there in Red Panda Heaven as proud as punch what are the names of the twins and have you any up to date pictures <laughs> this story made my day and I hope to one day make it to Chester Zoo to see Nima and the twins all the best Dave. Now, you'd assume they wouldn't continue the email chain. Kerry's been away for a couple of years. Maybe there's work turnover. Maybe she's not responding. Um, she's back, okay? And Kerry said, hi, Dave. Thank you for your message. It's lovely to hear from you again, and I'm so pleased that you know of the news. Now, in that message, she's probably gone, oh, fuck, I've not told him. I should have kept this guy in the loop and let him know what was happening. Fuck, she didn't. It's okay. I found the news anyway. The two red panda twins born to Nima and Coda on the 22nd of June have just had their first full health check by our veterinary team and they both have a full, clean bill of health. Mum Nima is doing very well and she's doing a great job caring for them both. They haven't got names yet, but now we do know that one's a boy and one's a girl. I'm sure it won't be long before they do. Keep an eye on our news pages and our website and social media pages. The pair are important additions to the breeding programme for the species and we're delighted here at Chester Zoo. Please find up-to-date photos and videos of the pair at this link. Thank you for your continued support of our conservation work and I do hope I can welcome you to Chester Zoo soon. Now, that was that on the 2nd of September 2019, six days before I became father myself. And you know what you think that's all fair you know you think there's not going to be any more fast forward until the third of july this year and i reached out to kerry again i said hi kerry i hope you're well i'm just following up on my previous email from september 1st 2019 what a whirlwind few years we've had i'm sure you'll agree i'm just getting in touch again to see how name Kota, and the gang are doing i don't even know the kids names which is terrible believe it or not I'll be in Chester on my holidays in a couple of weeks and we will finally get to visit the zoo. I was hoping that I would be able to meet Nima and the kids if possible. I would be willing to meet CODA too but, in brackets, as I'm sure you can imagine I still feel slightly conflicted over my loyalty to Jung. Hopefully this will be possible. Many thanks Dave. Now, is Kerry going to reply? No. Kerry's gone. Mike is now here. Hi Dave, thanks for contacting the zoo. Koda and name are well. The children have been taken away to another zoo. They're currently visible for guests so you can see them in their habitat. Hopefully on the day you'll visit you'll be able to see them. We look forward to welcoming you. No. Mike. Mike CZ. I was like, what a nerd Mike C. Chester Zoo. Don't sign it like that, Mike. Come on. Get Kerry back. And we'll see what's going to happen. Now, I'm going to reply here to Mike. And we'll say... Hi Mike, (laughs) hope you are well, I did get to Chester Zoo over the weekend there, but unfortunately, due to the bad weather, I didn't get to see the Red Panthers. I are, sorry, I didn't get to see Nima or Jung. Could you tell me what zoo the kids are at? Because I'd like to meet them. No, even better. Could you tell me where the kids have moved through so I could potentially meet them? Meet them. Um. Also... Has Kerry left Chester Zoo? Because I feel she would like to see the, the conclusion of the story. I feel she'd appreciate a conclusion to the saga. Cheers, Dave. Guys, there you go. Live email on the podcast. Sent the Chester Zoo. So yeah, I got there. The pandas are so far up a fucking tree. I was going to jump the fence and climb in, try and get them. Thought I'd probably get banned. Now, with any luck, they'll get back to me and they will fly me over and we'll get to meet the pandas properly. If not, I don't know what I'll do. I feel I'll be heartbroken. But who? Sure. And he said, but who? Sure. Who cares? Guys. I'm going to do some listeners' questions, and I hope that's enough this week. Hope you appreciate. I'm tired. My brain's not really firing. I have actually another episode to do. because I'm leaving the office soon, and my mind's elsewhere. So before you give any wee negative comments, this podcast being shaked this week. Hey, be kind. What about that? <laughs> right, Gene Riley said, "How sticky did your undercarriage get when you were away?" The answer, surprisingly, is not not that bad. I had a fairly, um, you know, down the undercarriage doesn't really get that wet. It's My head that sweats, my head gets sweaty, my back gets sweaty, but my uh, the sweat doesn't drop down my balls, as little Johnny said, boys would say. Um, in s- spite of the fact that I've been to the window or the walls, but yeah, not not too sweaty overall. My whole body was sweaty, and I didn't like it, but it was definitely warm, thirty-eight degrees. In the United Kingdom is excessive. Speaking of which, we went to Windsor Castle as well because obviously my wife loves castles. That was an impressive castle. Warwick Castle not so much. The only thing I did enjoy about Warwick Castle, I was I read a story about a guy called not Gavis, Gaviscon because that's the anti that's the the anti gas things and that they stop you getting all gassy. Gaviscon tablets are like Rennies, but this guy called Guy Gaveston. And there was a king, maybe Richard or some shit, I don't know. But his dad, Richard's dad, right? So here's the back, here's a history lesson. Richard's dad was a big war guy. He was a big war king, went out, fought people, went to the battles, whatever. He had a son, other Richard. Now, whenever he died, other Richard became king. The battle the, the fighter Richard, you know, would be turned in his grave. But this young kid, king, he didn't like to go to battle, he didn't like anything. He's like just hanging around with his mate called Gaveston him and Gaveston just looked like to walk around holding hands around the palace chatting about gossip and all which to be fair my kind of guy the other knights and all didn't like that they were like this guy's too out of order here we need to somehow get the fucking business back on track here so they set up a weak hangry court killed Gaveston King didn't like it had everyone else murdered great story that happened at Warwick castle but generally speaking Windsor Castle was better why does there need to be a castle nowadays? Probably tourism, but also it's excessive though for the Old Queen. Respect. Um, but yeah, it didn't get that sweaty. And if it did, would you buy bald undercard sweat? Because I'll sell that on Patreon now too, along with my OnlyFans stuff I'm doing. Um, well has like said, fuck Marion Kill, Colin, Shane, and Karen. Ooh, that's a hard one. You know what? Normally, people do kill at the end to be like, oh, I'm fucking going to have to kill him because I picked the other. I'll do kill first and I'll kill Kieran first for one reason and one reason only, and it's because I hate him. And no, I'm joking. The only reason I would kill Kieran first is because I've got dad code, you know, and as at the moment, Kieran may very well be a dad at some stage. At the moment, he isn't. So I would kill him first because I would feel bad on leaving. Shane's son without a dad, especially now he's gonna have another one as well. Um so I wouldn't want him to have two wee kids with no daddy, and then Colin's got Eddie. we not wanna leave Eddie without a daddy. You know, so unfortunately for that reason I would kill Kieran. I don't know. I I, I don't I, I would I, I don't think I would fuck Shane on the reason on the basis that he has just phoned me, oh my god, what what are the chances? Hold on. Hey, Man, you're live in the podcast, don't swear, but I'm literally just, I've just answered a question. Someone asked me who would I rather fuck, marry or kill, you, Colin or Shane, and I've just said I don't want to fuck you. So just as you ring me there, as if you're ringing the shout at me. Fuck you. (laughs) Why would you not want to fuck me? Because I feel like you would enjoy me picking you to fuck too much. That's my reason. I feel you'd be like, "Oh, you want to fuck me and all." I think you would enjoy that too much. <laughs> so that's my, yeah, my reason. Yeah. Yeah, like whenever we're 80, I'd be bringing it up. I was like, "You wanted to fuck me." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I would. So yeah. So that's the reason. That. That's the reason why I'm not going to fuck you. Um, I'm going to marry marry you instead. I've decided. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've discussed this before. That like. We love our wives, but would there be anything better than Davy and Shaney being married? Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know know how much that fun, fun would be. You know, we would just be there, and no, I could imagine us both just sitting, grumpy old men at the front of an old folks' home, just bitching about people. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I our- mean, the only the, the only difference in that now is we're not old yeah absolutely so and um, the good news for you though on the bright side is that i'm wrapping this podcast up i'm just doing the question so i'll phone you back in a couple of minutes once i've explained why i want to fuck colin <laughs> and then oh, we'll uh, right, we'll go there <laughs> all right all but right, you couldn't we'll you couldn't it. have timed that better right speak to you in a bit bye, bye. <laughs> but yeah that's the reason he would take too much joy in me wanting to fuck him uh, or and so yeah, I would I'd marry Shane and I fuck Colin because I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, but somebody um, made a picture of all the Northern Irish comedians if there were women, and Colin was very sexy. Like I mean, oh, sexy. So yeah, kill Karen, marry Shane, fuck Colin. Um, Dave McAllister has said. Why do people get absolutely pissed at stand-up gigs slash live podcasts and talk the whole way through? Had this happened a few times whenever I've been at gigs, um, when you've asked them to kindly shut up, or had this happened a good few times when you asked them to kindly shut up to start, don't care about those around them. Big love, Dave. Yeah, I don't understand why people do that. You know, I, for the life of me, don't get why you would pay money to come to a show and wreck it for everyone else. Now, the acts, it does annoy them, yeah. The problem with it is, when people get on like that, they can't be dealt with. So if they're if we're just heckling or being a bit of a dick, you can only shoot them down. When they realise they've been had, if they're di- you'll go, all right, respect, I'll keep my mouth shut. But there are people who you just can't get through, and they're the ones that ruin it. See, people that aren't really there for the show and just go to get pissed, they fucking wreck it for everyone. And have a gigs like that, you know, if it gigs like that... Um, that have just ruined. out of one gig in particular it was the worst gig of my entire life. It was awful. It was just a table of women just chatting the whole way through. Didn't even care if stand up was on. They just were ch- chatting the whole way through, and it was just awful. Ruined it for everyone else. I had people coming up being like, "Listen, sorry about this." And um, I'm like, "Listen, I'm sorry for you guys. You're the guys who've come to pay here, and these fucking people just didn't shut up." It's happened in the live podcasts as well. You know, it's just a shame. Here's the thing. See the hecklers? You aren't comedians. You just aren't funny. It's not your job. Our job. So maybe just shut up and just laugh and have a nice time. But yeah, people just can't control themselves, I think, is half the battle thing, you know? So, Naomi has said pretty sure turning himself into a black alien is probably racist. Let's see. I mean, probably is. I, I think I've seen this guy before. Yeah, seen this dude before. And um, wow, Anthony Lafredo, from France, not the most French name, you know, but we'll go with it, I would have guessed he was a Mexican dude based on that name, which hey, it's profiling racist. Um, A tattoo addict who's transforming himself into a black alien. Now he wants to amputate one of his legs. Frenchman Anthony Lafredo, in fact he sounds like an Italian mafia man, rather than Mexican, Antonio Lafredo. Uh, has already had his nose, both ears and two fingers amputated. His upper lip has almost been completely removed, making it difficult for him to speak. Hey. He's also countless implants placed under his skin, which is almost completely tattooed black, as are his eyeballs. Now believe it or not, this guy doesn't look sweet. And I would also say, hey, who's doing this to him unless he's doing that himself? That surely is a crime, no? To just mutilate somebody like this. His ears are for hearing, noses are for smelling, and lips are for tasting. You need them, don't have them removed. Noses are also to filter stuff from getting into your head and giving you an infection. Let me see. Yeah, have his lips removed, which make it difficult for him to speak. He's all, oh my God. The body modification addict has also his tongue split and a hole cut through the skin below his bottom lip. Speaking on the Club 113 podcast, Lafredo opened up about how he found it difficult to find work... Due to his extreme appearance. Now, of course it is. Continue reading. When asked if he'd ever kept any of his amputated body parts, he said, my ears, my friends keep them. I mean, to be fair, the guy's fairly jacked. Um... And you, why, do you, why would you cut your fingers off? Like, fingers are necessary. He revealed how he kept his discarded lips after several operations on his mouth. He posts an image of himself poking his forked tongue through the hole to his 1.2 million Instagram followers. And now the Frenchman has further raised eyebrows by claiming he wants to amputate one of his legs. In a recent interview in a podcast, he said he was considering chopping off one leg at the knee. It's something really hard because I have a healthy leg. And the amputation is something big, Lafredo said. Now, looking at him before he had his body modifications, sexy guy. Like, I mean, check this dude out. I would say the guy's seriously unwell mentally. Um, Unless he's done something, you know, that he needs to hide from. I don't know what's going on. In a previous post, he had hinted at splitting his penis in two prompting one person to reply and you were, you were stupid but that much so like cut your ears off, cut your nose off cut your lips off, tattoo your entire body black, cut a couple of your fingers off just for the crack hey man, don't make yourself have a double dick don't make yourself have a horn cock please, that's too far you can touch anything you want not the cock Um. now this is interesting he's looking at integrating technology into his future plans Do you like futuristic chips? I like everything surrounding this. It draws my attention. Technology is the future, he added. Wow. I mean, it's pretty racist, but also, fucking hell, that guy. Now, what I love about this, Jenna Hood has actually sent the same story in, but said, surely this dude would be a future entrant to the Champions League of Weird. If you're not on my Patreon, I did a, a series that was far too long, And took far too much effort, called the Champions League of Weird, where I just looked at loads of weird people from around the world, the world of celebrity or super weirdos. This guy didn't make the list because I thought he was too ill mentally. So, but yeah, Janet, definitely an odd guy. Like, I don't know why you're cutting, I don't know what he's doing. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyway, next question. Emma Jane has said, what is your favourite thing about coming back from holiday? Um, this time was just the heat, get away from the heat, get back to normal temperature, get back to Northern Ireland. Also there was fucking loads of scumbags down on the beach in Crawfordsburn leaving their f- rubbish at their holes, dirty bastards. Here's the thing, see if you're going to go somewhere beautiful, don't wreck it, just because you live in a shithole yourself, don't come down to a beautiful part of the world and wreck it because you're a tramp, pick up your rubbish, Put your rubbish in the bin. Don't be a dirty bastard. Otherwise, stop the trains from getting in the North Down. I'll build a wall. I'll build a what? I'll build a wall, and I'll make the people from Belfast build it. They'll pay for it with their benefits. Fuck them. Don't hate when that happens. See them actually as I hate it whenever like there's band parades on the 12th. Just end. It. end. No, and people just leave them it. What's hard about throwing rubbish in the bins? You're wrecking your own towns, you're wrecking your own cities. Now, yes, I'm the king of North Down. Everyone knows it. That's all well and good. I love North Down. I love Bangor. I love that area. I do also love Belfast. And I just want to say that the last few times I've been in Belfast to do gigs or whatever, it's been a tip. So, hey, guys, look after your city. Stop being tramps. Will you? Why'd you ask me that, Emma You got me all crossed. But yeah, coming back from holidays. Is to be nice and cool. Like I'm a bed. I always miss my own bed. Just, yeah, and, and rest. You know, that's um, just... Rest. Aaron wants to know if I'm a holiday city break guy or a beach holiday guy. I would say in an ideal world, I like both. I'm just a holiday. I'm a holiday guy. Wherever this is thing, wherever I go on holiday, I'll make the most of it. If that's in the city, I'll do city things. If that's on a beach, I'll do beach things. Now, am I fantasising about a beach holiday at the minute without my kids? Yes. So for at the minute, beach holiday is in the lead. But I do like city holidays. And I just think anywhere. I like anywhere. I like any holiday. I like any activity. I love history. I love spending time with kids. I just wish they were a bit more respectable. And I wish they appreciated things a bit more. And I wish they slept a bit more. And I wish they'd stop screaming as much. Anyway. Robin with the last question of the day, asks. Which school breeds the worst people? Campbell, Methody, Inst or Sullivan? Well not Sullivan. Because I went there. Um, but out of those four, Campbell... Overall, Regent House. Guys, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Sly Guy podcast. It's been a struggle. I've had the higher day, day, holiday tiredness. That's a prime example. I've said enough, guys. Take care of yourselves. Godspeed. I'll see you next week. Bye. I'm the Sly Guy.